Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I got a new mic. Um, this mic company sent it to me and yeah, thanks for sending it to me. I That's really nice and it's really good quality so I'm really happy with it. Um, I realized that like when I do these podcasts, I kind of don't do it for like anyone that's new. Like I kind of just like assume everyone's been here before, um, which probably isn't good. So welcome if you've never been to this podcast. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my intro. I am super groggy today and I drank half, uh, coffee and I don't drink coffee ever. Um, I like the, I like the taste of it. Um, but I just don't drink it because it makes me super anxious and it makes me, um, it doesn't make me more energetic. It makes other people like caffeinated and like high off caffeine for me I like shut down so it doesn't if it gave me energy and if it gave me the same effect as it gives everybody else I would definitely drink coffee but I just it doesn't make me feel good so I just don't drink it but I do drink it sometimes because I like the taste um and yeah and then I always regret it and even just drinking this much if you're listening it's less than half of a cup of coffee um I feel crazy, like literally crazy. Um, I don't know what to do for these solo episodes. I know I say that all the time, but um, so whenever I don't know what to do, I just do what I've done before, which is answer Tumblr questions. So yeah, so I'm just gonna get into the podcast and hopefully I'll find a better, this will be my like consistent thing I guess for solo episodes and then as I continue to do more of these I'll get better at it at finding stuff to talk about it feels like a little narcissistic to like just answer questions about myself like I'm reading these and it's like style inspirations um I don't know I'm 19 and for the first time in my life I feel embarrassed about not having a romantic relationship or experience before I've never felt that way, never cared about it before, but seeing everyone around me experiencing it makes me feel weird and kind of ashamed. Um, I definitely kind of relate to that because I was definitely probably like the last one of my friends to like have sex with a guy, but I didn't really care to be honest, but I get it like at you get older and then it becomes like more of a thing. Um, so this is tough because there's so many ways you can attack this. Try to open your mind and and open yourself like up to the idea of being in a romantic relationship. Ask yourself maybe why you're like this. You know, it could just be because of choice. It could just be because you haven't met the right person. I would be get get to start be I would start to get curious about yourself and ask yourself why you specifically are in this situation that you don't want to be in anymore. And once you kind of figure that out, I think it's easier to navigate how to approach fixing it. If there's something I'm embarrassed about, the best thing to do is just own it. Because no one can make you feel ashamed about something that you're owning. Like, who cares? Like, everyone has shit that's, like, shameful or embarrassing or not, like, perfect about them. Everybody, that's, like, part of being alive. So if you just, like, are okay with it, everyone else kind of is okay with it. That's at least how I go through life. I, it's also not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal to be like flawed or not like all of your friends. It's just not. I think that we're kind of conditioned to think it's like really high stakes to be kind of separate from your friends uh, or 
Yeah, because I guess that's what you're referring to is like you feel shame that you're not caught up with all of your friends. So it's either solve the problem and have those kinds of relationships with guys or learn to not care about the opinions of others. Those are kind of your two solutions to this problem. And you kind of get to decide what tactic you want to use. I would just start to change how you're approaching life a little bit to go on a different trajectory that you're on now. You know, download a dating app and see who's around you and just like start to get interested in the opposite sex or the same sex depending your preference. But put yourself out there more and don't be ashamed of where you are at this point in your life. You're not going to be here forever. So this is just like a temporary time passing of where you are right now. So just keep that in mind. In the meantime, let go of the opinions of others, which I know is a lot easier said than done, obviously. But try practicing it. Say to yourself, it's not that big of a deal. I know people that lost their virginity when they're in their 20s. I think Tina Fey lost her virginity at like 25 or something like that. I could be wrong, but definitely in her 20s. There's a lot of like really cool, interesting people that have just didn't lose their virginity when they were a teenager or when they were 15 or 16 or whatever it is. So it's not like you're in poor company. It's just how you're choosing to go through life. If, the, if it really bothers you, then go do something about it. Sleep with someone. Who cares? Again, this is me saying this about I didn't care, okay? So if you care, don't follow that advice. But if, it, if it's something you truly just want to get over with, find the right-ish guy and just have fun. It honest to God made me feel better. So if that's some, I lost my virginity like right after my 18th birthday, like freshly 18. So, and it did make me feel better. Like actually I was like, wow, like I had sex, like let's go. Like I was so happy it was out of the way and I felt a lot better, but that's not everybody. Some people might have sex and they might like literally like die at the fact that it wasn't the right thing or wasn't the right person. But most of the people I've talked to in my life, again, like I live in LA and I live in a very liberal kind of free city with a lot of creatives that are very free. And, you know, so I, I understand that I'm in this kind of bubble that would kind of breed people that would care less. So keeping that in mind, figure out who you are and act accordingly to your own standards and gut feeling and intuition. Again, listen to yourself, not me. How did I choose the name between good and evil to be your podcast name? Well, I said before it was my Tumblr name. And the reason why I named my Tumblr that is I think I have my psychiatrist pointed this out to me. I have like a kind of like an infatuation with good and bad, which isn't good, but I do have an infatuation with it. And it is like the human heart is like half, you know, like everyone's capable of a shadow and everyone's capable of good. Um, so it's like the human heart, good and bad. Um, and I have devil and angel tattoo. This was my first tattoo I got when I was 17. This was before everyone had fucking angel tattoo on them because I would not get this now. Um, and then this, I think, was my second tattoo. But I think I have like an infatuation with good and bad because of my dad, to be honest. I've thought about this because I think having someone in such close proximity to me that isn't necessarily um, moral you and someone who's I think I was already interested in psychology as a kid I think that is like something I was 
born to be interested in is people's minds. And so I think having that kind of case study of a person made me very, um, like, tune into the concept of good and bad people and uh, made me cue into the fact that there are bad things in the world and bad people. Like, you can be bad. Um, Also, too, I think um, being labeled as a bad kid when I was young um, also kickstarted that kind of infatuation with what is good and what is bad. But yeah. And so it's funny because I have that tattooed on me. And then I also named my blog that, you know, so there is something that I find very interesting about the concept between good and evil. Um, so that's why my podcast is called between good and evil, because that's where we all kind of are between good and bad, you know, um, and it's our choice in terms of what we choose to be, I think. So that's why my podcast is named that. It's funny because I actually might rename my podcast. I don't know. I made that my blog title, I think, when I was 18. So I just don't know if I want this to be my podcast name forever. Um, I'm thinking of different names. I was going to call it maybe like Charlotte's Web or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, but I might change it. Um, I clearly don't have an issue with like changing the names of things. So (laughs) I know that you have a really long-term friendship, Sophie in brackets. And I was wondering if your friendship with her or any long-term friendships have gone periods of time without speaking, fighting. If so, how have you found ways back to each other and how do you go about rekindling a friendship? (sighs) Sophie is my best friend from preschool for people who don't know. She's literally like my sister, my family. She's literally like my my best friend, just forever. And uh, we, our parents didn't, how am I gonna forget? Sophie's parents at the time didn't want her to hang out with me because she thought, they thought I was a bad influence on her. And it wasn't even I was, like, a bad influence. We just together, when we were together, created, like, chaos. And we would always get in a bunch of trouble. Uh, We just, like, really didn't listen to people. But we were just rambunctious kids. It wasn't like we were doing criminal shit. But I think her parents were a little more strict than my parents were. My mom was not strict. So, yeah. They were friends and... Uh, there's a period of time where I wasn't allowed to hang out with Sophie and she wasn't allowed to hang out with me. And that lasted like six years, I want to say. Kind of like our middle school years, we didn't talk and we weren't friends. We were friends from child childhood and then we had this kind of break and we met and we ended up going to the same high school together. And we had never gone to school together besides preschool. So... Honestly, like it was kind of awkward at first, even though she was my best friend. It was awkward because I we hadn't seen each other in so long. It was like partially that existed, but like even more so what really took precedence was the fact that I think that we were just chemically bound to be friends. <laughs> like honestly, we just like our personalities and our energy and like spirit or whatever and I'm not even like that spiritual of a person but whatever the whatever does that we were just meant to be friends like there's something that we create when we're in the same room together where we're just we get high off of each other I don't know what it is I don't know how to explain it but I have that with my friend Sophie 
so that is kind of how we rekindled our friendship was just this kind of like mutual unsaid understanding that we have fun together. I think it takes two to tango. That's like such a lame expression, but I'm saying it anyways. You like, I can't, I can't take credit for that friendship kind of mending as fast as it did. And she wouldn't be able to take full credit. It's both of us. And the reason why this friendship has worked for so many years uh, so successfully is because both of us just want it to. Both of us don't want to fight with each other. And both of us just love each other so much and like have such a love for one one another. I'm I I don't know what it is, but every time I talk about Sophie, I just get emotional. I don't know what it is. But um yeah, she's just like my best friend and um yeah, I think it just comes down to the fact that two people have to want to make it work. You know, I've seen so many situations throughout my life where I see other friends of mine kind of fighting with one of their friends and the other friend is just uncooperative or unreasonable or just delusional some people just don't see themselves truly or some people just bark at you and don't want to make it work and that's a doomed friendship i i honest to god think that long-term friendships come down to both people wanting and really caring about solving the relationship i've had friend drifts in my life with people in la and i can be very black and white sometimes which is an equality i like about myself where i kind of goes back to the good and bad thing where i think someone is good or bad it's like this black and white kind of sense of feeling and i i feel like i almost scan for people like how like safe they are of of a friend and if I think that you're like an unsafe or unreliable friend, I like will cut you out or I just get scared off. And I've done that before. And I'm working on being able to be friends with people who maybe, or just cool with people that maybe aren't perfect or, you know, like there's some people that I'm friends with that I don't think they necessarily care about me at the end of the day, no matter what I do, no matter how much I care about them. And maybe I care about them a lot I still know that they don't really care about me and I I'm still friends with people like that but I want to be able to do that I don't want to be someone that cuts out every single person because they might not have good intentions or they might not look at people evenly because if I do that I'm going to isolate myself especially in this city so it's kind of practicing the art of being secure enough with yourself is one kind of like tool for mending friendships and for being able to be friends with people that aren't perfect. No one is, but some people are are more flawed than others. And some people are, yeah, there is kind of like a friend group in LA that we had around like 2017, 2016, where we had this kind of big friend group of guys and girls. I want to say it was like 15 of us. And we had like this group chat and we just were just best friends. It was like six guys and like eight girls. And as we kind of got older, we kind of all started to drift or move to different cities or start to do different things and this or that. 
And I stopped being friends with one of the girls in that group just because I felt like she didn't really care about me or whatever it was, how I felt at the time. And then we had um, someone pass away in that group last year, two years ago, actually. Was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember. I think it was like a year and a half ago, I think now. Um, and that brought back the entire friend group, this kind of tragedy, obviously. But the reason I say this is because mutual love brings back people and it rekindles people and it makes you think, remember that life's too short and why are we fighting? Like, who cares? Like, it really gives you perspective. So I think having just the understanding that like life isn't like to be taken for granted. I know that's so like, you know, like broad and that, like I get, like, I know that kind of sounds like so abstract, but it's real, you know? Um, I think that's something to keep in mind is just life is too short truly and i think a lot of people's biggest regret in life at the end is is carrying kind of resentment and cutting people out of their life and i don't want to talk like i don't talk to my father you know like that can't be good for me um but and i i consider that you know like of things that will i regret that you know like i don't know so i think just keeping in mind mutual respect and mutual love that can rekindle a lot of things but that would be like my advice on rekindling friends and how to do it is just do it <laughs> facetime them see what they're up to send them a paragraph on how much you miss them and just be super honest and heartfelt and see what comes of it because i've had those moments before and i certainly have never once regretted making up with someone. I don't think anyone does. So that would be my advice on rekindling friendships and keeping a long-term friend. And then the rest comes down to you. The rest comes down to, are these people a good friendship for you? You know, are they helping you in your life? Do they care about you? And just kind of taking everything into consideration. But that would be my advice. I hope you answer how much do you weigh as of now? You look so good, RN. I weigh like around 105 pounds. I like I like lost like five pounds unintentionally. I don't know how, to be honest. I was actually getting kind of scared because I kept weighing myself and I dropped down to like 104 pounds, which is like a really not that much weight. And I was just quite confused why I was losing weight. I don't I don't know why. I'm like eating the same amount. I don't know what it is, uh, but that's how much I weigh right now. Style inspirations. Do you have limits of how much you would spend on an item of clothing? And do you have, and do you think you have too many clothes? Style inspirations. I don't think I have any real style inspirations, to be honest with you. Like no person really inspires me, but I think like everything inspires me. I'm more inspired by like images and, and yeah, I'm, I'm more inspired by images and yeah, Tumblr, Pinterest. That's kind of what I'm inspired by. I just like seeing, like, I like random people's style. I just like random, like a girl's style I see on Pinterest or Tumblr. 
I just think it's interesting. I don't know what their names are, but that's kind of, those would kind of be my style inspiration. Even sometimes cartoons, like literally I could pull inspiration from anything in terms of what I think is cool. Do I have limits on how much I would spend on an item of clothing? Yes. I am not someone that spends a lot of money on clothes. I spend, I'm like very frugal at flea markets. Like I do not spend, I will not like buy like a seven, like a $80 shirt for no reason, unless it's like amazing, you know? But do I think I have too much clothes? Yes. I, it's funny because my agent, my social media agency was like, hey, do you want to go to this gifting suite? This was like two days ago. And I literally was just like, no, I don't. Because I literally think I have too much stuff that I don't even need to go to. I don't even want to go to a gifting. I literally don't want more clothes. I am happy with the amount I have. And none of it's like bougie clothes. Like it's all kind of thrift store stuff. Like literally every single thing I'm wearing is from thrifted. I, I got this from a revolving sushi but i'm pointing to an anime necklace i got this from a revolving sushi bar it came with the prize my meal came with a prize because we ate over like a certain amount of dishes and this came in a, as a keychain and i put it on a necklace and then this is this is thrifted thrifted and thrifted thrifted so i don't necessarily care about the brand I don't care at all to be honest with you and I've even kind of said that with my to my agency I was supposed to go to this event on New York Fashion Week and he was sending me dresses for options to wear for this like red carpet thing and I, he was sending me all of these like really like bougie designers and I and I just didn't like it like I didn't care if it was like this person I just didn't like it like I w I'm not gonna wear it just because it's like a famous designer I don't care I will literally it's funny so after this after that happened, I literally typed out a, a message to him being like, I don't care the designer. I just care if it looks good, truly. And I bought a dress on Depop for my next red carpet that was literally like 200 bucks. That is a no-name designer. It's just a random fucking dress off Depop, but that's going to be my next, if I have to go to an event and I'm in like a kind of situation like I was during New York Fashion Week, I have now a dress I can wear to a red carpet event because I don't care like who it's by. Uh, I, I just don't like, I don't, you know, what's funny. I don't, I was watching the real housewives of Beverly Hills. If anyone watches it, it's so good, but I don't tell me if you guys feel the same, but the Hermes thing, like where girls like collect Hermes bags, I do not understand. It's like such a basic bag to me. Like, I just don't care who wants that bag in like six colors. Like I just don't, there's certain style things that I just don't get, but, you know, like, teach their own and, like, some people, like, I get the aspect of collecting stuff. I think that's cool. I used to collect things as well. I used to collect snow globes. I used to collect stamps. And I used to collect money, like, different money and different, like, old money. And, like, I used to have this huge book of, like, I don't know why I collected this stuff. But I just, I like collect. I used to really like collecting stuff. I used to collect makeup when I got a little older. And now I kind of collect clothes. So I get that. And if people want to collect these Hermes bags and you have enough money to do it, by all means, I kind of I get that. I just don't get the aspect of liking something just for the fact that it's designer. Like, who cares? Like the the Louis Vuitton, like, like decked out, like with logos and stuff. Like, I can appreciate it sometimes. I just don't like get it just for the sake of getting it, to be honest. So to answer your question on do I have limits of how much I'd buy? Yeah, I do. Because... I just want it if it looks cool. I do not care 
I, I like it if it looks cool and it's not that expensive. Uh, and I will not purchase something just because it's a designer bag. You know what is a designer purchase that I literally love is this. Let me show you. I You know that classic Balenciaga bag that like everyone owns right now? I got it during New York Fashion Week. It's literally on my bed. This is it. This, this I understand. This is a work of art. This is literally the coolest, cutest bag. It makes every outfit look amazing. It would probably look good with this one. Yeah, it looks good with everything. Of course it does. But this is the kind of stuff where I would spend that amount of money, even though this was gifted. But I would spend this. I actually would because I think it's like worth the money. This is just sick. But that's kind of this is kind of where I would spend um, that kind of money on that amount of items. Just where it looks so amazing and like it's just a work of art. It really is just a work of art. So yeah, I clearly really like clothes. I just do. But I definitely can appreciate a lot of people's style. I think that so many girls have great style out there. So to answer your question, I don't really have style inspo. Sorry for my long tangent, my long winded answer on that. But uh, yeah, I don't really have that style inspo. But I think it's cool if you do. And especially if you're like trying to get into clothes, that's like a great portal into kind of understanding aesthetics is you can just see someone who you think has a good aesthetic appreciation and just kind of uh, do what they do. I think that's a really easy way of kind of getting good style is uh, literally copying someone, which I'm not like a big fan on copying people, but you know, I get it as well. Like if you gotta do what you gotta do if you feel like styly challenged. Top 10 favorite songs of all time. I actually have a list on my phone of my favorite songs of all time. My number one favorite song of all time is Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. I just think it's a perfect song. Like if I really had to think about it, and I have, if I really had to think of the best song, in my opinion, of all time, it would be that song. Cause it's just, what's better than that? Truly, like to me, obviously this is so subjective, but I literally have a favorite songs of all time folder. I'll read some of them. I didn't like rank them. I have like honorable mentions and just a bunch of songs. Over the Hill and Far Away by Led Zeppelin. Oh my God, that song is amazing. I, some of these are really cringy. Like I have some really embarrassing ones on here. Like Wasted by Tiesto is on here. But I'm being serious. Like that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, we Are Young by Fun is on here also kind of cringe but I'm just being honest like this is to myself and these are some of like my literal favorite songs of all time I'm just now naming the cringy ones Tumblr Girls by g Easy is on here um Thinking of a Place The War on Drugs oh my god it's like 12 minutes long and it's literally a perfect song Please 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 Let Me Get What I Want by The Smiths I'm playing that the thing is is last time I did this last time I played music it got copyrighted but this song um, I'm so scared it's gonna get copyrighted but copy whatever but it's so good I remember this was like the first Smith song I didn't even know who the Smiths were but this was like one of the first songs when I was a kid that really resonated with me I started writing all the lyrics on post-it notes when I was young and I remember this girl a year older than me who was like the cool girl a year older than me she was like the shit 
a year older than me. She like took me under her wing. She kind of ended up being really mean. But she came over to my house and she saw, I was like so like, I couldn't believe like the coolest girl a year older than me was at my house. And she, I like didn't like think anything like of like cleaning my room. I didn't, whatever. She comes over and she sees this post-it note but on the back of my bed that says, please, 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 God, let me get what I want. Wait, please, please, please let me get what I want. Lord knows it would be the first time. And she pulls it off and she goes, what is this? And I remember being like so mortified that like, cause that's just kind of cringe to have at the back of your, like written on the back. And I was like, oh, like it's just this song I like. And she was just like, so like, de- like off put by this post-it note. And I remember just like never forgetting that. I was just like, wow, like this song ruined my life, but it's so good. You should listen to it. It's amazing. What else? Wasting My Young Years by London Grammar. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. This song just reminds me of like, I don't know. The lyrics are just so amazing. so good i would play the whole thing if i could april come she will by simon and garfunkel this is the first song that i ever cried to and not because i was like going through something emotional and like you cry to a song but just based on how beautiful the song was i just remember like it's just so beautiful this is it Oh, perfect song. I really like Simon and Garfunkel's uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water album. That's like one of my favorite albums of all time. It's like, and it's such a, it can't, I listened to that at such a pivotal point in my life that it really meant something to me. And I was listening to this podcast by um, Malcolm Gladwell, who is this Canadian rock star. He's so sick. I'm sure a lot of people know him. He wrote the book Outliers, but he has a podcast called Revisionist History. And he has... Funny enough, he had a um, a podcast about the song Hallelujah. That's the first ever podcast I listened to his of listened to of his because I was like, oh, interesting. It was about music and about resonating to music at certain periods of your life. And he talked about in your when you're 20 years old, the songs that you listen to specifically at that age, not 21, not 19, at 20, uh, will be the most like portal like triggering songs for you throughout your whole life so that's when I was listening to Simon and Garfunkel's album and it's funny because I can already tell that that because the time it was at or whatever I don't know what about that does that uh but that album to me will forever be so impactful and so uh significant but yeah it's so good it's just like a perfect album the Only Exception by Paramore is on here. Strong by London Grammar is good. That one's insane. Anything But Ordinary by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve. These are a bunch of mine. I Follow Rivers. The Magician Remix. These are all really good songs that I like. So, yeah. 
Anyways, that concludes my podcast. And <laughs> let me know what you guys want me to do for these. Please. I know I keep saying that, but no one actually says anything. Also, I'll link my Tumblr below for where to ask questions. So, yeah. And that concludes this podcast. Thank you so much for watching. And...